house rules. Everybody say house rules. Thank you for this Thank moment, Lord. Lord God, for bringing us together, Lord. We pray for your presence right now, Lord. We pray to get closer to you, Lord. We pray that we worship with our hearts right now, God, to yeah. worship you and be with you right now in this place. In Jesus' name. Jesus, Lord, we just want to get close to you, Lord. Let it be about you right now, God. Jesus, Lord. I want everybody to sing with me. I want you to sing it out. Sing it to the Lord right now. If you know the words, I want to hear you sing it. All kinds. 
to you right now, God. We come to you right now to be with you, God. It's not about us, God. It's about you, Lord. Feel this place, Lord. Feel this place with your presence, Lord. Jesus, Lord, we seek your face right now. Everyone in this place, just close your eyes right now. This isn't a time to look around and to talk to your neighbors. This is a time to really focus on the presence of God. I know you're probably not used to this type of worship, but in this place, we want to get close to God. So I suggest that everyone just close your eyes. Jesus, we know you are here. God, where two or more are gathered, Lord, you promise to be here with us, God. Lord, and we desire you, God, above all things. God, this song is saying for your all-consuming fire just to come and baptize us, God. It says for us to fall more in love with you, God, and I pray that that would be the desire of our hearts in this place right now, God. Jesus, search our hearts in this room, Lord.
Jesus, Father God. I just pray today, Lord, that you work in our hearts, Lord, through the message, Lord. Touch our hearts today, Lord, and speak to us, God. I pray that our ears are open for you, that our hearts are open to you. Jesus, we give you glory, God, for what you're doing in this place, God, and I pray that you would continue to move, Lord. We thank you, God, for meeting us here, God, and I pray that you would continue to move in our midst, God. Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise, God, for who you are and what you're doing, Lord. We just pray that you continue to move in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. So everybody get into your breakout groups. You guys know where to go. Warriors, go to Warriors and JC Soldiers. Get in the front, holla, holla.
back in your old hood, kinda like your hood. Pound hugs and kisses, they say it's all good. Hanging in the corner blocks, got their mama cry. Ever wonder why the rate of homicide is so high? So I give thanks to the one who never died. One finger to the sky, Jesus, let me testify about the girls, them ice things that I supply. Like hate and rage that we live and then die. Feeling like the movie clock is reruns in my head. The life is too short and it all comes to an end. It'll matter, track bends to the biggie pop trend. So all I wanted to be the hustle in the street. But society is funny, it's quick to blame me. What you know about them souls we don't speak from the basin in the corner to the kid we call the geek. The streets are ready for us to step up and free. What you say about the hard times we live in? What you say about the drug dealing the women? What you say about the dirty money and killing? What you say about this? What you say about that? Now put your hands high. Cause Jesus, he got more. Put your hands high. He's at your front door. Put your hands high. He gave his only son. Put your hands high. Put your hands high. Cause in the city, dark shades and cap fitted from state to state. The state still remains ready. That's why me and my goons are over like Fomo. Tatted up the kids. All right, you guys got three minutes left. Three minutes. Say it all out. I said, say it all out, not whisper. I heard one person say it loud. Amen. And our strategy is connect, mentor, send. Amen. So when I say connect, what am I talking about? I'm talking about. Ah, y'all are wrong. 
I'm talking about joining a life group. So can we show that slide? Okay, so join a life group. We have two, one on Saturday with Adam and Cynthia. Cynthia, where you at? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one on Sunday, that's me and Ellie. Yeah! <laughs> that's not fair, okay, that's not fair. So JC Soldiers, where you at? Warriors, where you at? Okay, all right, let's take it. <laughs> All right, now mentor, mentor, we, this is where you get plugged into Jesus. This is where you start to learn. So we have the discipleship starting the 101. Uh, where are the 101ers at? Make some noise. Okay, and if you guys aren't in 101, talk to one of us, Cynthia, Ellie, me, any of the leaders, and we'll get you plugged in. It's every Friday before service, okay? Internship. Okay, so internship has started already, and it is the bomb. Everybody who was there, scream. Okay, so the rest of y'all that did this can need to show up on Saturday so that way we can have it louder. So internship is every Saturday from 12 to 3. And if you need a ride, we got to work it out. Call my phone. We'll work it out so we can pick you up. But it's every Saturday, and it's about learning ministry. It's about doing your devotionals. You learn. You get to teach. We do all kinds of things. It's fun. So internship is where it's at. Amen. And sense. Everybody go like this. I like it when comes to and this is where you go out and you do your thug discipline for the Lord, all right? So basically, once you get mentored and you're connected, you're going to go share your faith. And, and actually, this goes, into the, this goes into the video for the missions trip, right? Yeah? Oh, amen. Okay, so we're going to show the video now. Everybody get excited. So who's ready for the mission trip? Yeah. How many are you coming with a show of hands? Yeah. All right, just so you know, July 17th, the money's due, and the 22nd, so you guys get two days to bring it in. If you guys haven't gotten any information, see me after service. I'll hook you up with our itinerary, the little pamphlet, which has all the information. And now we are going to talk about SUM. Okay. <laughs> SUM, Earth, where are you at? SUM. Okay, so SUM is where it's at, School of Ministry. If you guys are called and you know you're called and you really want to do the thug dizzle, this is where you go. 
SUM is a, a, an awesome place to learn and, and grow in your walk with God and, and mature to do things for the Lord. So if you know you're called, talk to one of us and get plugged in and we'll tell, we'll tell you all about it. Okay? Amen. Tithe and offering. Who knows what a tithe is? What's a tithe? Okay, she got it. 10% of your total income. And if you didn't know, it's on the screen. <laughs> okay, and the offering is, everybody say it all out. Ooh, ooh. Let's try it again. Everybody stand up and let's try it again. All right? So from the top, whatever you offer to God. Okay, I'm on my own. Whatever you offer to God. Amen. That's good. That's good. Okay. So, what is your tithe off of $100? Uh, eight, eight, eight. You. Ten. Okay, good. All right, he got it. Ten dollars. Good job. All right. Now, let us read the scripture together. Let us. I said stand up. Gosh. Are you guys already tired? I mean, Elevate just started. Okay, so everybody, say it after me. Acts 1035. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Lord, we thank you, God, for what you're doing, God, in this place. God, I pray, Lord, that, that you would make us generous givers, God, because that is what you've asked of us, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would bless the tithes and offerings, God, that you would bless those who are going to give. And may they be blessed in return, Lord. We just thank you for this time, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys have your offering. Come up and give to me.
Amen. Man, that was a powerful video, man. I'm, I'm telling you, that, that video will always make me, it will just get to me every single time I, I, I look at it. And the song in itself is just so powerful. And so I just wanted you guys to know, man, that, that I want to pose that question to you guys tonight. You know, is, this is your life. Are you who you want to be? And, you know, uh, we're just right now, you know, we're finishing up the, the sermon series and whatnot and is what lies beneath. And it was an, an awesome time. And already God has moved in incredible ways. Last week, we, we just changed up the order of service because it was just, you know, we could feel it. It was different. It was, something about it was making us feel like, man, this is God. God is talking to the youth group. And he just wants to, to let you guys know, man, that there is a problem going on right now. And that right now is the, the issue of having a mask on. And so I want you guys to look at the masks that you guys got on your chair. And I know, you know, this is really unorthodox, but since we are, you know, a youth group, I want you guys to put them on for the whole entire uh, message. Awesome. That's good. Good. So I just want to let you guys know, my name is Ali, for, for those of you who don't know me. And there's, a, there's actually a team here from Kenosha over there. They're, they're awesome people. They spent this whole, this whole week just doing uh, ministry. And, you know, that's who the go those guys are over there, just in case you're asking this question. So just give it up for them real quick, all right? Come on. All right. So I said my name is Ali, obviously. You know what? I'm going to tell you just real quick about myself. I was saved out of life that was crazy. I'm not going to even tell you just the, the little bit of all that stuff because it was so explicit, so crazy. I'm telling you, I dealt with so many things. I was a Satanist. I was suicidal. I was full of rage. I was looking into things like the Anarchist Cookbook. I was ready to just blow up my own life. I was going around with, with, with women and all that stuff. I was being manipulative. I was doing all that crazy stuff. But you know what? There was something about it that wasn't feeding me. It wasn't, it, it wasn't satisfying me. It wasn't at all. And, you know, when I, when I first went to church, it wasn't like, oh, I just want to get to church now. I just got to, like, find the answer. It was like somebody just took me over there, and that question from that video was posed to me. And so I started thinking about it. You know what I mean? At that time, I was carrying a pentagram right there on my on my, my neck and whatnot, and I had a shirt that said, beware of God, and I was, you know, so upset with God, so bitter, and I was just like, I can't wait to go to church. I want to, like, laugh at every single person there. And then when that question came up, me being a Satanist, sitting down on a chair just like that, I thought to myself, no, this isn't who I want to be. It isn't. I, I don't want to be this person. And it, it sucked so much because I, I started thinking to myself, like, how do I get out of it? And, I, you know, at the time, because I was just, you know, so gone into the world, I was so ready to, to do all those things, writing suicide notes and all that stuff. I didn't know. I didn't know the answer. Even though I went to church, I, I was afraid. I, was, I went there, and I was kind of like, I, I don't know if it's for me, whatever. And so it took me a few months to come back and give my life to Christ. And that was seven years ago. So praise the Lord for that. So... 
obviously today is the last sermon for the what lies beneath and you know th so far we've had like different things the first one was what lies beneath the mask the second one was what lies beneath the monster and the monster you know people like how they have to hide themselves in a and like their their angry attitudes and all that stuff and just the nastiness of sin you know what the mask does and i i, I know that the next point is going to be very simple very very simple indeed but i want you guys just bear with me this last sermon what lies beneath the mask is you it's you and you're thinking to yourself right now, man, like, well, why don't you come up with something more clever? There is nothing more clever to come up with. It's you. And, and I want you guys to know something because I, I've lived in this world, obviously, for 22 years, and I know something about hurts. I know something about how people try to cover up all their, their pain and all their, you know, just everything that's going on in their life. And they close themselves off. They withdraw from people. They say, "I don't want to do. I don't want to deal with this." Friends start, you know, betraying friends. Start backing away, and before you know it, you have somebody who doesn't want to talk to anybody, who doesn't want to do anything. And that's who I was. I I remember I was just distancing, distancing myself away from people. I was so tired. I was like, "I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just gonna make sure that no one cares enough, so that when I kill myself, it doesn't matter." That's what I. Th that's what I thought to myself, and you know. Who I dealt with, like the things I dealt with, it, it was so hard for me to, to understand, to grasp the things that, that people were saying to me because they were saying, oh, you know, you don't have to do things like that. You know, we love you and all that. And I was like, you don't really love me. You don't really love me. You don't know who I am. You, you, you just, you hang out with me for a few days and whatever, and then that's it. You don't really love me. And so I dealt with things like that. And so what happened was that I would put out a mask I would put on a mask, and I would think to myself, you know what, like, no one needs to know how I really feel. Because, you know, I, I just want to kill myself. I just want to make sure no one cares, no one, no, no one does that. So when I was around people, I would act fine. How are you, Ellie? I'm fine. I'm doing good. Whatever, you know what I mean? I'd be very quiet, very, very, you know, uh, short with people in that sense. And it would just continue on like that. And furthermore, and furthermore, you know, I was just hurting so much on the inside and uh, you know a lot of things was I, I was hurting because of who I was too it wasn't just simply you know like just hurts people were giving me but it's also just because I was a failure you know I wasn't uh, a high school dropout I was a kickout. what happened was that I, I transferred from another school I actually went to Lydia which is over there which is kind of crazy because it's a Christian alternative private school which sounds kind of bad on my record or whatever you know what I mean but I went over there and I cheated. I cheated my whole entire time there. I didn't care, really. And then I was starting to like, skip out and skip out. And eventually, you know, I, I just, um, they, they said, we, we've had enough of you. We've had enough of what you're doing. Kick you out. Bam, that's it. And that's how th I, I was kicked out of high school at 16. And, you know, it, it was terrible. It sucked, obviously. So I want you guys to just to think about this. Just think about the things of, you know, just uh, what this message is trying to say to you. What lies beneath? What you are there? You, you might have failed. 
you might have gone ahead and, you know, messed up. Maybe you were at home. Maybe you said something, and now everything's all messed up. Maybe your friends are not talking to you more, all that stuff. You know, that's how it is. That, that's just how, you know, when you have friends, when you're, when you're you, know, uh, you know, 16, 17 years old, what happens? People get dramatic real quick, dude, seriously. So, you know, who are you? Who, what are you supposed to do? That's a good question. Because when, when you have no answers, all it is is you're, you're, you're stuck in this world and no one knows anything and you're just here. Bam. You know what I mean? Like, what is the point of this? And so I want you guys to, to go with me right now to the scripture, Jeremiah 1.5. And this is the main text of today. And I want you guys to really just get this, uh, just understand this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain it a little bit to you guys, but I want you guys to really just to understand that there's more than, than what you guys feel at the moment. There's more than that. And so Jeremiah 1.5, and it's an awesome scripture. You know, I love to read it because it makes me just, it encourages me. At times when I feel down, I can read Jeremiah 1.5 and be like, man, that is awesome. And it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So a lot of people here, they're having problems with who they are. Their problem, you know, like, I want to put on the mask. I don't want to deal with who I am, really. So let me just put on this fake mask. No one really needs to know who I am. They don't have to ask those kind of questions, and it's fine. And, and you're thinking to yourself, I just don't want to... I don't want to be known. I, I want to, like, lie to everybody. Maybe it is because I like, to, uh, like, I like a certain music. Maybe it's because, you know, I have this quirky attitude type of thing. You know what? It doesn't matter because what happens is that God, he says something here. He, he's saying something to affirm you. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. You can put on the mask as much as you want, but God can see through it. He can see through every single mask that you put on in your life. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, at times where you're just trying to cover up pain. It doesn't matter when you're trying to look like you're really proper and, like, you can, you know, get the interview and all that stuff and you can nail down a job. It doesn't matter. He knows you. And he's saying here, you know, in the womb, before, even before that time, he knew you. He knew you would exist. Think about that. If God is so eternal, so just big and all that. He's just so um, immense. You can't even imagine him. And he's lived for infinity. He's known you. He's known you since then. He said, I will know these youth. I will know Jeremiah. I will know, uh, what you might call it, Tito. I will know Giselle. I will know them. He knew every single thing about them. And he knew that one day you would put on a mask. And so then he gives you another thing. He says, before you were born, I set you apart. So it's not just like, I, I don't know where God just says, I know you, whatever. He gave you a specific thing to do. He has a purpose for you, a calling for you, if you would say. Before you were born, he already set you apart. A chosen generation, a people who will be different. He set you apart. And so... Now you're thinking to yourself, man, well, God can know anybody. But in reality, God made you unique. He designed you so perfectly. You have no idea. 
And you might be thinking to yourself, I don't really care about that, well, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But listen to this. On a scale of things in the, in the universe, on a scale of things in, in this world, you have no idea how small people are. I'll give you this example. If we were to say that our solar system, okay, our solar system, well, let me actually back up, okay. The speed of light travel is really crazy, right? It's really fast. We all know that. You know, we can look into a, a astrophysics or whatever. The speed of light can travel the Earth seven times in one second. That's fast. And I forgot how long it takes, but if you were to travel from the sun to the Pluto on a car driving 60 miles per hour, you would take about 4,000 years to get there. So it's pretty far, okay? So I, I know you guys are probably thinking to yourself, th this is crazy. You can't even like grasp like sometimes like the, the bigness of things. But this is really where you live. You live on Earth. You look into the sky sometimes, and you think to yourself, man, those stars look really pretty. Well, that's how, how amazing they are. They're really far away, right? And so that, that in itself, now you got that picture in your head. So now let's pretend our solar system, okay, our, our star and our eight planets, right? Now imagine that. And I think and you guys know already our solar system, uh, our solar system left, is in the middle of our, our galaxy, right, the Milky Way. So how, how close do you think the next solar system is? Let's pretend that this iPod was our solar system. How close do you think the next solar system is? I know that's a rhetorical question, <laughs> but, but it's not. You, you guys might think to yourself, well, it's the, you know, the corner of the room. In reality, it's probably as far as six corners is over there, our next galaxy. This, little, this is our galaxy, and in the galaxy, you probably see a li little speck, and that little speck, you're in there too. Imagine that. Now imagine compared to our whole entire galaxy, our, our solar system in, in, in the scale of our whole entire galaxy, in the, in the scale of the Milky Way. How big is it? Well, if you were to scale it like this, that this is our solar system. Our galaxy is as big as the continental United States of America. So you would have to travel hours upon hours and probably take a trip you know, take a trip, uh, whatever, but um, you probably would have to, you know, take a break, sleep a little bit, continue driving, take a break, sleep a little bit, keep traveling. Take you about three or four days to, to travel from, say, from the East Coast to the West Coast. And that is a humongous time. And this little, little, little iPod in the middle of all that, that's how big we are. Imagine that. And yet, God created you specifically. He created every single thing. And you know what? If you were look in the Bible, it's not the biggest thing in the world. He doesn't even talk about the stars that much. It's one sentence. He says, and he created the stars also. He spent all this time talking about people. He spent all this time talking about how he created you. And, and right here, he says, like, in such an intimate way, before you were in the womb, I knew you. Set you apart. And he gives a specific calling. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. That is amazing. But, you know, the reality is this. We cannot see God, right? At the moment, I, at least I can't see God at the moment. That would be really awesome. If I were to see God, I would die. That's what the Bible says, right? And so, since we cannot see God, we are left to, you know, just do things on our own accord and by the guidance of people around us. 
So think about that for a second. So now, you know, you were created in this way, but you can't see who created you. So you're kind of like, you know, wh wh what's going on? And what happens is that you try to figure out everything, and so you become dissatisfied with everything. You become hungry. That's the reality of it. And I want you guys to look at that picture because that is a person who's starving, right? And so when you try to go ahead and you try to uh, just, you know, to just find out your purpose, you try to do things on your own accord, you can't, you know, satisfy it. You can't figure out what it is. And so you just keep, keep getting hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. And that's why in this picture, too, there's a parent who happens to be starving as well because then people who, who are starving eventually will have a child, and the child then, you know, that's how it would be. This whole family is starving. They don't know the answers. They don't know what to do. That's all it is, just starving, getting hungry, and getting hungry. That's, that is just the issue. What do we do then? What kind of people... You know, obviously, this is just a food starvation. But what about people who get, you know, starved in another way? I want you guys to understand something. That it's not all about food. It's not all about that. People get hungry, and then they start doing different things. They start, you know, maybe going clubbing because they have an emptiness on the inside. And so that's what happens. They start thinking to themselves, as long if, if I can just get something else in my life, maybe then that will give me the, 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 the satisfaction because I have a missing hole, and I don't even know what to do with it. And so now, I just let me do whatever I can. People take drugs because of this. People, people, you know, have different friends. People go into gangs, things like that, you know what I mean? Every single thing that you can imagine. I'm telling you, people will do it because they need to have satisfaction in their life. I know that's how I felt. I know that's how I felt, seriously. So what do you do when you have, you know, people partying like that? What do you say to them? You know, obviously, I guarantee you that if you were to look at these people in this picture, and if you were to talk to them maybe 10 years ago when they were a little kid, do you think that they would have said, I want to be in a club one day partying because that's just what makes me feel good? No. They had goals. They had aspirations. They had all that stuff, right? So I want you guys just to take a, a quick moment to look at this picture. And the sad reality of this picture is that it was taken by somebody who used to be a Christian. I actually know the person who took this picture. He used to go to church with me back in the day. And this is one of the better pictures I could post on this, on the, you know, on the projector. Because other ones are just crazy. You, people are like half naked all over the place. People are doing drugs all over the place. How do, what happened? How could somebody turn to like that? How can somebody do that? And so here we are. And what happened? Okay, so you're starved now, right? So what is it gonna take? What is it gonna take for, for somebody like for like from like me to get not, you know not starved? So what can I satisfy myself? What can I do? So people they start to fill it in, they start to do all that stuff. But Isaiah says something that is profound, and it's actually in the parts where it starts talking about Jesus. And it says, why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? And so this in, this, in, in the scripture, it says basically, come to the waters, you who are thirsty, you who are hungry, come to me. Why spend your money? 
on what is not bread? Why spend your money on things that won't really, you know, get you full? Why, why do you do that? And why do you work on things that won't satisfy you? Because you can, you can spend a whole entire time doing that. You can, you can just go ahead and lie to yourself. You can, you can pretend all that. But as much as you believe it, nothing will ever satisfy that. Everyone there in that picture is missing God. Every single one of them. So, you know, they chase down things. They go after things. They go after the, the world, in a sense. They go after different, different aspects. They go after love. They go after money. They go after entertainment. I don't know if you guys ever watched the movie Easy A, but Easy A was, a, it was an interesting movie because it was this girl who kind of like, who pretended to be very uh, promiscuous, in a sense, to make money. And so at one point, you know, she wants to feel loved. She wants to, you know, have somebody actually genuinely ask her something like that. And so when somebody actually asks her out instead of just giving her money for things, you know, she feels happy. She feels enlightened. She's like, man, that's so great. I finally got somebody who, who actually cares. But in the end, he's a jerk. In the end, he just wants to, you know, have a good name or whatever. But this time, he really wants to do things with her. And so now, you know, he, like, she backs away, and she just gets to, like, think about it. It's like, man, like, I'm chasing after these things, but they're not satisfying. And no one really cares. And so, you see, it's empty then. That's what I'm trying to say to you. It's empty on the inside. It, it's not going anywhere. It, it, it's not going to do anything. It's a sad reality. And this is where it all fits in. This is where it all makes sense to you now. Now, you know, people who, who have hid themselves, who put on the mask, who, who try to, you know, say to, to other people, you know, well, like, I got it all figured out and whatever. This is where it finally, you can get your answer. It can make sense to you now. Because this is where God comes in. This is where God intervenes. This is where God says it's enough of enough because he sees that you're starving. Just like a, you saw the, the picture of the two people who were starving. He finally says that. He says, like, you know what? I'm going to do something about this. And so that is where Jesus comes in. Now, I'm not going to just say the simple thing, like, okay, well, you know what? Just Jesus again. Yeah, whatever, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But I want you guys to understand something. That Jesus said a very bold thing in this time. He said something so amazing that you guys probably wouldn't even, like, if you could just read through it so quickly, you probably would just, you know, like, move by it. Like, okay, whatever. It says in John six thirty five, Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never go thirsty. I want, I want somebody here just to, to reread that because maybe you guys didn't read that part where it says. It says right there, Jesus declared. Jesus declared it. He, he says right there, I am the bread of life. Come on. How many, how many things in your life right now are declaring things to you? How many things right now are actually trying to be bold with you? Because I guarantee you, sin is not going to be bold with you. If I were to say somebody right here, go rob a bank, you'd be like, no. It has to be slick. It has to be sly. People come in and they're like, you know what? It becomes like this, like this trust thing with sin. That's what it is. But Jesus isn't like that. Jesus is saying it straight out. He says, I am the bread of life. He's shouting it. 
He's proclaiming it to people. People are right there. They're, they're just kind of like coming in out here like, give me the bread. I'm starving. I'm hungry and all that stuff. You know, I don't care. Just do a, a miracle for me real quick so I can walk away and all that stuff. But he says, I am the bread of life. I am the one who's going to make you satisfied. You cannot go to the world and think that that's going to satisfy you. You cannot pretend that anymore because here I am. You have to accept me. I am the one who came down on the earth to die for you. I am the one who's going to satisfy you. If you come to me, I will make your life so great. Not necessarily by just, you know, giving you riches and all that. No, not not at all. Having finally the contentment, the satisfaction, the thing that was missing in your heart, the thing that made you want to put on the mask right there. He says, I will satisfy that. I will satisfy you. You don't have to continue thinking to yourself, I am nobody. You know what, that's it. Like I'm just going to go like find whatever I can to make myself feel better. No, not at all. It's Jesus. Jesus declaring it. Who will read the Bible for what it says? Who will read it? And say, man, you know what? Jesus declared this to me. Why can't I take this seriously? Why can't I really genuinely just, you know, say, Jesus, you know what? I will go ahead. I I will believe in this. Why not? God is so awesome. I'm telling you. And I want you guys to to not just, you know, hear this message and just kind of go home about it and be like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's just another message. I guarantee you right now, God is saying something to every single one of you. It does not matter about where you're at in this in this walk with God. I don't care if you are just saved for two weeks, if you're an SUMer and all that stuff, because every single person tries to fill in a void in their heart. For instance, SUMers and 201ers, if you guys are here, and I know a bunch of you guys are here, I'm going to tell you this right now. Leadership will not satisfy you. Leadership will never satisfy you because leadership was never a place where suddenly now, you know, you you just get to have the authority and now that makes you feel good about yourself. Leadership was like a yoke to people with God and they had to, you know, generally just pay attention and care to people around them. Loving God and loving people. People in the the Bible didn't just say, I'm a leader now and I'm going to tell you what to do and that's how it is. Think about Jeremiah. I already used his, his, uh, his verse there. It said Jeremiah. Jeremiah was one of the more intense prophets you will hear about he was called the weeping prophet because he was uh, he was crying over his his uh, his nation and for god that people wouldn't follow god but at the same time that god was being so wrathful with his nation and that's how you see you know the exile and all that It is not about what you think you can satisfy. It is not about just selling up because you go into, you know, this program and, and you know, in your church and all that stuff, and that's so you're going to get something. It is not about that. It doesn't matter if you go on a mission trip. It doesn't matter if you do the best thing. It doesn't matter if you, you know, cast out seven demons. It does not matter about that because you will not satisfy yourself. You need uh, an actual answer. You need something that will really genuinely replenish you, that will make you feel like, man, I finally get it. And that's why Jesus has to say this. That's why Jesus has to declare this. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And who believes in me will never go thirsty. I want you guys to uh, just pay attention to the screen right here, and for, for some of you guys, maybe you might be a little older, 
enough to know this. But this movie was uh, released in the 90s. And, man, it's been a while since I watched this movie, too. But it's called The Man in the Iron Mask. And it's a really cool story, and I want you guys just to, you know, maybe if you can, watch it one day. I'm not sure if it's rated R or whatever, but if it's not, then just read it on Wikipedia or something. So what lies beneath the mask? It's never been this hardcore person that doesn't care. I mean, it's always been somebody who felt hurt and vulnerable and who didn't, maybe who didn't understand. And so, you know, you can, they put on the mask, just like that. Put on a mask to, to, you know, say to people, yeah, I'm good. Now leave me alone, please. Like people who first come to the church, you try to talk to them, you try to get to know them, but it just only goes so deep. Because, you, you know, you don't know me, and I don't want you to know me. But in reality, they actually do. In real reality, I mean, like, they really want you to talk to them. And then if you're a leader, they want you to lead them. Because they, are, they, they, they don't know the answers. God wasn't there right after creation. He was kind of like, let me show you the way. It's like a father. He wasn't there like that. He, he created you, and then he set you into the world. That's how it was. What happens is that when you continue lying and lying and lying and lying and putting on a mask and pretending like everything's okay, is that mask becomes a yoke of slavery. It becomes a slave. You become enslaved to it. You become chained to it. And so like the man in the iron mask, now your mask is a prison to you. And you can never take it off. And you don't know how to take it off because you're scared of what people might really think of you. Maybe even it might be because you don't read your Bible too much. Maybe because you, you don't know really a lot about God. But you, you become afraid to go ahead and to, to open up. And you just don't know how. I'm, I'm suffocating in this place. How many of you guys ever felt like you were suffocating in life? Because I felt like that so many times. I felt suffocating to the point where I just wanted to just run away. I wanted to go and do all that stuff. I wanted to just end my life. I wanted to run away. I wanted to end, have all these different things. Well, I run away, guess who's coming? Me. Guess what's going to come with me? The pains, the feelings, the hurts. And it, it is not okay for you guys just to continually try to push it off and say, well, maybe one day I'll be for real. Maybe one day I'll, I'll man it up then and all that. No. If anything, this, this youth group is showing you that we are committed to coming to you. We are committed to giving our lives for you so that you can come into our, our places and you can say, can I just hang out with you? You know why we do that? You know why I, I even like care, why my wife cares, why any leader here cares? Because somebody did it for us. Because in return, Jesus did that. It, we're not going to keep running away and running away from our problems because in reality, then we just don't know how to take it out. We don't know. Think about slavery. Think about how you can never change your real position. Think about that. Think about how you can never get out of it because you can't do anything for yourself. You cannot make yourself free in slavery. When you're in prison, you cannot make yourself get out of prison. 
Somebody needs to come in. Somebody needs to do something for you. If you guys can just stand up right now. I just, I just, I'm thinking about this, and it's just getting into my head about, you know, what God is saying to you guys individually. That's, like I said before, it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old you are, how big you are. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you, anybody can lie to themselves. Anybody can put on a mask. And so today, I want you guys to think about it. Finally, what are you going to do? This whole entire month, we've been holding off this altar call for you. Because before, you might have said, oh, okay, I got it, the what lies beneath the mask. Oh, yeah, that's so clever. That's, that's so relevant to me type of thing. But I guarantee you, probably half of you guys have probably really genuinely gotten it. This is what God is saying to you. God is saying to you, don't worry anymore. You are a slave right now to your mask. You are a slave to it. You guys don't even know the, the, what God is telling you right now. He is saying to you, are you who you want to be? Remember that, that video? Are you who you want to be? Are you? I guarantee you, that if you don't take on that mask, you're going to lose yourself more and more and more. To the point where you don't know how to get out, you become desperate. Remember the bread of life? Well, he is your savior. He is the one who's going to come. He's the one who's going to take your little mask and he's going to unlock it. He's the one who's saying to you right now, not just me, because I, I, all I'm doing is just standing in behalf before God. He's saying to you, take off your mask. I can save you from that. I can save you from the things that are hurting you so much. I can do that because I can give you joy. I can give you peace. You know that thing that you're missing? Well, it's me. It's me. You can't find satisfaction in it. I don't care what you think you can do. You saw the people in the picture. They're not happy. They are not happy. The next day they're going to wake up hungover. Regretting things? Think about that. And so, if I could get somebody, a, a leader, to bring the basket from the, the kiosk. And I want you guys just to think about this before you even make your decision that those masks you're wearing on right now you have them on for, for a reason but you have to make the choice whether you're going to take them off or not and so we have a basket right here and what we're going to do is that when, I, when I'm done when I say to you guys if you guys want to take off your mask you come here you, go, you guys will go ahead and do that okay but just think about it now. And I want you guys just to close your eyes now and just start reflecting on what God wants you to do. 
You see, the thing is that people are so desperate, so desperate to, to have the answers and sometimes so desperate to end their lives, so desperate to walk away from, you know, from, from, good, from a good God and whatnot. People are so desperate. And so that's why when Jesus came on the earth, he didn't just whisper things to people. That's why he declared them to people. That's why he was so desperate to get your ear. He was saying, I am the bread of life. If you have me, you will be satisfied. You will be satisfied. Father God, I just come before you, God. And I just pray, Lord God, that today, Lord God, now you would go ahead and you would touch hearts. People who have, who have shielded themselves from you, who have tried to pretend like it was okay. People who, who go through things, people who, who are just dealing with things and they're, they're just pretending and not crying and not doing all that. They're just soaking it in like a sponge. I pray, Lord God, that you right now, God, would come in and show them, Lord God, that you are the one who wants to save them, that you have a plan for them, God, that even though they hurt, Lord God, you will make them so beautiful, God. Galatians 5.1, it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Do you want to be free today? Do you want to be free? If you want to take off the mask, if you want to finally let go, then come on up and put your mask in here and leave it behind forever. If you guys can just come up to the altar, who the guys who, who just responded to this, if you guys just put your mask in there, I want you to come up to the altar, and I just want you guys just to seek after God. Not, not, not you did it. Don't do it because somebody else next to you was doing it. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, no, no one honors that, okay? God wants you to be for real. So just close your eyes again, guys, and just keep praying. Just, just start praying now, actually, for, for, for this new stage, this new era of your life. Because now it's, it's real now. Now the, you, the, the real you is out now. The real you is finally out. Who, who, are we going to finally see who this person is? Yes, we are now. Thank the Lord. Guys, just pray to God now. I'll give you strength. Lord God, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for making uh, youth who care, Lord God. Thank you, God, for, for using people, Father God, who, who want to actually see them come to you, God. 
I pray today, Lord God, that they will never be different, Lord God, and never be the same, Lord God. They never will be the same, God. That today, Lord God, they will walk and they will they will be different, God. When they go home, even if things go on their way and just and they get attacked, Lord God, I pray that it will be different even then, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that today, Lord God, they won't be afraid. They won't be afraid to be themselves. They won't be afraid that they will finally understand, Lord God, that it is you who comes. It is you who wants to give them everything, Lord God. It is you who will satisfy them, Lord God. It is you, God, who will give them the fire, Lord God, to continue on, Lord God, the fuel to make it through the next day, Lord God. It is you, Jesus. It is you, God, who will make everything, Father God, who made everything and who knows everything. I bet you... Lord God, that people are here who don't even know their callings, people who don't even know what to do with their lives, and now they're finally getting it, that God is for them, that God is giving them a calling, a purpose, a plan. Thank you, Jesus. Just keep praying. Keep praying. Be for real with God. God wants you to be for real with him right now. He wants you to be real with him. You can talk to him. Talk to him like as if you're talking to somebody that you just, you, you know, you, you're maybe you might be a little shy at first, but go ahead and talk to him. Say to him something that you've been wanting to say for so long. Say, here I am. Here I am. still have the chance to go ahead and to give it all to him you can still have the chance to give it all to him it doesn't it doesn't matter right now you can go ahead you can take it all off you can take it all off a mask a piece of plastic doesn't mean a lot 
But you got to do it on the inside. You got to say, I'm not going to be like that anymore. You got to say, no, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take it off now. You got to go ahead and do that. You have to go ahead and make a stand right now. You got to make a stand right now, not to ever be the same, to, to not be a slave to, to that mask anymore. You got to make a stand right now to go ahead and do that. Give it all to God right now while you still can. This is right now. Some people might not even have a tomorrow. Some people might have their life taken from them tonight. Some people might never have that future. So I just, I just ask you right now, go ahead and give it all to God because God right now is waiting for you. He is waiting for you. If you just seek after him, he will answer to you. Father God, Lord God, you are so awesome. You care so much. We are here, God, and finally we've taken everything off, and finally, Lord God, we, we are exposed to you. Our hearts are exposed to you, God. It's scary, God, to, to stand here exposed God but we thank you that you are the one who's there to pick us up you are the one thank you Jesus God Lord God I just pray for every single one here Lord God that this was not just a message Lord God that they just heard at, at, you know at elevate just one night I pray that every single person here finally feels what God is telling them to let go and to let God come in. Hallelujah, God. 
We thank you for everything that you're doing, God, in our, in our youth group, in our church, Lord God. Be with us as we leave from this place, Lord God, and never let us be the same God. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. All right. Awesome, guys. You guys can fellowship. If you guys want to continue just praying or worshiping, you guys can stay in here and whatnot. So just feel free to, to be led.